0: Due to COVID-19, this podcast was recorded remotely and may contain adult language and themes.
1: Hello and welcome to TV DNA, The Walking Dead, Season 11, Episode 3, Hunted Review. My name is Adam and I am here with Demo. Hello! And Neil. Hi. I was a bit thrown we went in a different order. I know, I thought I'd mix it up. So, Season 11, Episode 3, what do we think? Early reactions, as always, to start with. Yeah, there was a lot of this episode. I liked some of it, not so much. How about you, Neil?
2: I really liked it. I thought it was really well done. Slightly made up for um, my issues last episode with the Negan and Maggie storyline. No, I, I really enjoyed it. Maybe because
1: I scored a lot of points. Yeah, I really enjoyed this one. Lots of interesting themes, I felt, came out of this. More of an indication of where we're heading in this final season and what to expect. And some more questions raised. And sadly, some characters lost to us.
2: R.I.P. all those red shirts. (laughs) Yeah, there's a mass grave somewhere of Walking Dead red shirts. As far as themes, I, I completely agree. And I felt like this episode really started to focus more as more than it ever has done on survival. Obviously it's always been about survival, but Negan and Maggie needing each other for survival, obviously Alden trying to survive, the things people are prepared to do to survive, um either to kill someone or a horse and then eat a horse. Uh, yeah, I felt like it, and looking for the horses. I mean that the, the whole episode I I, I felt that desperate need and what you're prepared to do to survive really came to the forefront.
1: Why don't we start with Carol and that storyline in this episode? We've talked about Maggie and Negan a lot, and we will come back to them, obviously. But this was the first time we'd seen Carol since the first episode, and I thought some interesting stuff came out of this. I mean, when she said she was off to go and look for the horses, my immediate thought was horse soup. (laughs) But yeah, we see Carol and Kelly returning, and Magna is watching that, and we get a conversation between Aaron and Carol. And Aaron's aim is to get the walls back up and secure their home. And Carol is, her focus is transportation, really. How how are we going to move more than a bag of grain if we don't have horses? So it kind of felt to me a little bit like Carol was giving up on the idea of Alexandria. and, And, you know, her thoughts were really about where how we move on when it's time for us to move on. Whereas Aaron is very much, we need to protect and rebuild the home that we have.
0: I think when all said and done, it just shows that Carol's not really much of a team player. She's far I guess that's maybe why while she has those kind of strong bonds with Daryl and Morgan, that they're they're outsiders, they're individuals that try, you know, and be team players, but deep but they're very cool, they're not. And whilst that's coming from a an altruistic place shall we say her trying to find those horses she's still not necessarily falling in line with the team which is something that we then also have a conversation between magna and kelly where magna's like where were you we were supposed to be on shift together and she's like oh yeah so i just went off looking for horses it's with carol
1: so yeah predictably carol pays no attention to aaron and off she goes with kelly and magna in tow and they bump into rosita who's picking magic mushrooms in the forest and Rosita tells Carol about a dream that she's been having about Abraham, and Abraham's trying to tell her something, and as it becomes clear, he gets shot in the head in her dream, and we get there's a rather lovely exchange. I really enjoyed Rosita's, I don't know why I just told you that line, I thought it was delivered really beautifully. What did you think about the dream? Do you think there's a purpose here?
2: Yeah, there's obvious foreshadowing of some kind. We don't know what it is yet. My guess is that the Reapers are going to make their way to Alexandra.
1: Yeah. I think for me it was about Rosita trying to find what her purpose is. She knows she needs to do something, but she's not quite sure what that is, and that maybe there'll be some some link to Abraham in some future decision she has to make. And, and that's where this is where this is heading. But yeah, definite foreshadowing.
2: Maybe you'll get a little treat of Michael Cudless for coming back for a for a cameo dream sequence.
1: Well, he directs some of the episodes, doesn't he? He usually directs one or two episodes a season, Michael Cudlett.
2: So we could very easily see him turn up. It wouldn't be unusual for The Walking Dead to have dream sequences or delusions of previous characters who died.
1: So we get the group trying to lasso a horse. Very enjoyable little sequence.
2: I also thought it was great that it was four women kind of doing the lassoing and the cowboy because that's such a kind of typical thing that men do. And um, I thought it was just fantastic seeing the four of them do that. I did feel it a little bit cheesy that Carol suddenly became the horse whisperer and managed to just tame it. And then (laughs) creepily later on, it was almost going back to look at the flowers. When um, Sishi guides one to the stable.
1: Yeah, it's Kelly who goes all Zen, isn't it? Says when when they finally round up the these horses in the pen, he's the one who's like, hang on a minute, drop the lassoos. <laughs> and they will I think I think the point is actually the horses aren't running. And Kelly says, I think they want to come home. And this kind of the theme that we were talking about earlier about Aaron and, and Carol's different approaches to things, maybe that kind of is meant to play into that. And Carol is meant to feel more about more comfortable about staying where she is in Alexandria the horses want to come home we should all want to come home
2: yeah although again going back to Carol the horse whisperer she managed to get that horse to lie down without any struggling slit its throat without any struggling she had it under a spell
1: yeah well she has many powers Carol horse whispering I'm not surprised being one of them I enjoyed the moment of Kelly touching Magna's ear after the conversation that she had about touching horses ears and getting them to trust you was a nice moment. And I really enjoyed, I mean, I just want a Magna hug. When they find the the bitso horses along the stream and then Carol gets upset and insists they will continue. And Magna just fixes everything with a hug.
0: What I really liked about that scene was, you were talking about Rosita not sure about what her place is. And, and what she should be doing next. But what I really liked about it was her her voice of reason and how she managed to kind of talk everyone right. We need to go back now. And even though Carol was desperate to carry on until night and beyond, Rosita was kind of the the steady hand on the tiller, which maybe is what we'll see going forward.
1: Yeah, we had it last last week, and this week it's a bit more black beauty, bit of slow motion music, sound of who's. I quite enjoyed those horses coming out of the woods. It was a really lovely, lovely moment. Yeah. Let's move on to the kids then in Alexandria. We get a couple of scenes with Judith and RJ and Gracie and Herschel. First of all, a bit, a bit of a game of snap. And then later on, we see them eating the, the horse that Carol has, has turned into soup or horse nuggets. <laughs> At first, I had to kind of
2: remind myself as to whose kid was whose. I mean, it was pretty obvious who Herschel's was. And Judith. Although at one point, what confused me slightly is who does Judith refer to as mum? I would have thought that's Michonne. But there's no hint of Michonne coming back. So I guess for her, it's an even bigger thing when they're talking about why do our parents say they're going to come back and well, they want to make us feel better and all of that. I mean, I guess it shows how Judith um, has got this inner faith that Michonne will come back. Yeah, and perhaps
1: a bit of bravado for RJ's sake. Yeah. This was another theme for me running throughout the episode was, was kids and, and the future. We get Alden talking about Adam. Whilst Alden and Maggie are walking along, Maggie's talking about how she goes away and comes back and he's, he's got a kid. We see Rosita towards the end of the episode with Coco going to pet the ponies. So there's a lot of references to the actually how, how many kids there are now back in Alexandria. It also was interesting, which
0: was during the the, the horse food, the McNaggots, if you will, that we heard from Herschel talking about how he'd had horse before on the road and how, really, I mean, how you know Judith and those other guys are relatively actually sheltered. From proper proper being on the road, like Herschel has been on, I think that was some nice kind of backstory, not necessarily just you know Maggie just giving exposition in a monologue, but I was getting that and seeing how that affects herschel's worldview, and then also you know as a secondary function, informing us of more of Maggie's story while she's been away, but Maggie
1: not being the focus of it. I thought Herschel was pretty cool and. In- That exchange, I'm looking forward to seeing a bit more of Herschel. I think he's got a lot of potential.
2: Definitely. And we've got another, what, 20 episodes to look forward to over the next year. So there's plenty of time to develop him.
1: Well, let's talk about the other strand of this then, the Maggie Neaton development, the aftermath of the the Reapers' attack. I mean, right, those first few moments of the episode are incredibly stressful. We've got people running around all over the place. We see a lot of it from Maggie's perspective. Cole, pretty early on, gets his throat slit and buys it. Duncan gets injured. Negan gets injured. Gabriel gets injured. Maggie gets lassoed, and Elijah comes to rescue her and cut her free. Then he is lassoed. Obviously, uh, a nice little reference to kind of the lassoing of the horses that we get later on. And then Maggie has a, a, a moment where she's listening for a reaper, sends one of Elijah's axes his way and the reaper turns around and she's gone and then we're into the opening credits which i haven't talked about yet this season the changes in the opening credits i can't believe we're on episode three and i've not (laughs) mentioned this
2: um
1: but i noticed
2: two changes Um, well one's an obvious one which is the hanging bodies and i haven't gone back to check whether that was this episode that they added that or whether it's been added right from the start i'm sure
1: you've you have adam this episode was the first one i noticed them yeah what was the second one you saw
2: the, the second one was the gun. It's just lying in the grass in the in the credits, but obviously the gun has been quite an important symbol, and certainly last episode. So, yeah, that
1: was something I hadn't noticed before. There's a bit more colour, and there's yellow flowers growing out. The, the sort of nature taking over that is, is, is much more then. But in front of the windmill, at the very end of the opening credits, is an army. Oh, wow. And I'm pretty sure they are the Commonwealth soldiers standing in front of the the windmill, but that's definitely worth a little look. It's a very, very quick moment, but you do see an army in front of the windmill as the walkers are approaching. And our Walking Dead sign, the title card, is kind of decaying even further, as it has been, season by season. It's always fascinating to me how they change those opening credits ever so slightly to follow the story. So we then follow Maggie as she's running away from the reapers she narrowly avoids getting a a knife thrown at her head and she goes into what i think is a shopping mall she goes through a car park into a shopping mall she lays a trap with some bottles on a door so that she can know if anyone's following her she goes up this stairwell and is attacked by a walker i mean when that walker appeared and attacked maggie i always felt it was going down and as it fell down the stairwell it took maggie's torch with her and then we get this really brilliant moment of her striking a match and as soon as the match is struck we see the reaper behind her
0: yeah I thought it was very atmospheric I enjoyed that very much I'm not a fan of the old jump scare but that was
1: quite nice so that reaper goes the same way as the walker down the stairwell but I don't know that it died I mean I don't know whether you guys have a view on this I haven't counted this as a kill for Maggie in this bit because when the walker goes down we hear it going clunk, 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 clunk 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 clunk, clunk all the way down when the reaper goes down, there's none of that sound, and then we hear footsteps coming up the stairwell. The the um, only argument
2: I would say to that, uh, and obviously I would, but I understand not counting it because we don't see it, is that the reaper gets a massive stabbed leg, and then the footsteps you hear afterwards are quite fast, so... It still doesn't mean that Reaper died, but I think it is a different Reaper who was who you heard running upstairs.
0: I second that because also we hear the glass bottle break. So that's what happens. She either lights the match or just before she lights the match, we hear a glass bottle break, which means someone's come in from the back entrance, so to speak. And then she lights the match and we see the Reaper behind us. So I think you're right. I think there's two different
1: Reapers. It could even be Negan who breaks the bottle and is coming up the stairs, right? Yeah, could be true. So Maggie meets Alden, finds Alden who's been wounded and injured, and then very quickly is they're set upon by another two Reapers, there's a bit of a struggle. Maggie manages to get a bottle in one of the side of one of their heads, and then Negan comes on and finishes the job off. And just as she, I think it's Maggie, throws a dagger at the Reaper who's attacking Alden, and then he throws a couple of. Grenades or stun grenades or something behind him. And Negan saves Maggie, dives across, pushes her out of the way. Not for the last time. No, not for the last time indeed. And when they get up, both the Reapers are gone. With a long blood trail off into the distance. Yeah, so then later on we see them there. Negan has, again, this is a shit plan. But we do see them working together. They're working together to save Bolden. Negan tells Maggie, I am on your side there's very much uh they need each other in order to survive this.
2: Yeah, and I found that more satisfying than handing the gun back. Like, like it, it, it's a reluctance, certainly from Maggie. I think Negan is being, I mean, if he had to, I think he would kill Maggie, but I think he knows that he needs her. And I think he's the one reaching out a bit more, certainly in this episode.
1: Later on, when they've, they've got Alden in the church, Maggie is again laying into him, this is all your fault that we're here. Negan has told her that she's got to make a decision about whether they leave Alden there or whether they they go on with him. Alden wants to stay. He's like, I'm slowing you down. You've got to get this food for the future and everyone. Otherwise, there's no point us being here. But Maggie doesn't want to leave him. So she's having a go again at Negan. And his response is just, you still have to decide. Yes, you're right. That was me. That was on me. But right now, it's not important because you've still got to decide what we're going to do here and now.
2: Absolutely. And I I was expecting either for Negan to just take it into his own hands and just kill Alden, but I think he's too wise now to do that. He knew that he would lose Maggie, everything would be fucked, which is probably why he kind of let her make the decision, I he didn't try and take over leadership. What she said went. And then I wondered whether she was going to kill Alden But then we'd already seen that earlier. So to go back to where we were, after they left the the mall, they come across Agatha, who then leads them to Duncan, who's clearly dying. And just from a look from Agatha, like there's no chance here. And again, that was, I felt, really interesting, although it was done very much from the heart, as much as it can be, just the way that Maggie kissed Duncan's head and then killed him, just shows again what she's prepared to do. And again, it was kind of a mercy game. We've seen this before in The Walking Dead, like, kill me
1: so I don't turn into a zombie. I thought that was a touching moment. And of course, Duncan (laughs) makes Maggie promise that she'll get Agatha home.
2: Yeah. Did she do that, Adam?
1: No, (laughs) unfortunately she didn't. They're back in the woods and Agatha gets bitten and then swarmed on by the walkers and Negan pulls Maggie away, again, probably saving her life. She's quite upset. So sadly, we lose, well, as Cole and Duncan, we lose Agatha on this mission. So that's that's pretty much half of Maggie's crew kind of gone in one episode.
0: I thought given the amount of dialogue that Alden had in this episode and his kind of, although Maggie stopped him from saying, it, talking about what to do with Adam, I thought we were guaranteed to see him pass at the end of the episode.
2: But equally, it's The Walking Dead. Somehow people survive well, I think we're going to find Alden and Heath living happily somewhere
1: by the end of the series. Yeah, well, this is leads me on to my next big question, really. What do you think is going to happen to Alden? Do we think he's going to survive this? Is he going to die and turn into a walker? Is he going to be found by the Reapers and killed? I think it's going to be either he's found on the way back and
0: he's close to dying and he passes then and there, or he makes his way to Alexandria, as you said, or I think it's going to be that he's found. I think they're going to give him a proper death. I don't think it's going to be... I think there'll be closure on his death. I don't think it's something that will be left open.
2: I think they'll come across a barn at some point. He'll come <laughs> staggering out as a
1: walker. Oh. I think he's going to have some sort of test to to overcome, and then the, the timing of it, he's, he's just going to have made it. And they'll see see sort of Maggie returning in the distance as a, a walker jumps down on his on his neck from behind or something like that.
2: <laughs> I agree with Damon though that his his death needs something more than that. Or it needs to give a point to whatever the plot and journey is. I if they do come back and find his tone to walk it, it will do something to one of the characters. Know that either Negan or Maggie, you know, to find him in that state and they'll either be, oh, should have killed him before he went because now he's a walker and he will have suffered and, or yeah, or he'll get saved and we might just join
1: that banquet in the sky. Of course, there's four of them that we haven't seen yet. We don't know what happened to Frost. The last we saw of Elijah, he was being lassoed away, but he may still have escaped that. We don't know. And Daryl and Dog, we have no idea where, what happened to them. They, they didn't appear at all in this episode, Damien. Yeah, great choice for me, wasn't it? <laughs>
2: However, the other character is Father Gabe, which I really liked. His little storyline in this episode, I thought it was really well done. I also thought it led to a bit more knowledge about the Reapers. So he comes across this, well, this Reaper that had suddenly injured him. And this Reaper knows he's dying and he knows that Father Gabe is from the church. And he asks him for a prayer. And I thought that was a really interesting moment when Gabe thinks and turns and then goes, God isn't here anymore. And I think that's a massive kind of moment for him because he's kept hold. I mean, he's maybe had his doubts at times, but he's kept hold of his faith. And for him to say that, I think that's going to be really interesting where they then take that kind of journey for him.
1: Especially in light of what we, what we know about the Reapers. There's a lot of religious themes within the episode. We see the burned walker tied to the tree with the Judas sign above him. There's a cross, obviously, outside the church as they're walking Alden in there. So there's a lot of religion themes in there.
0: So I wonder, Alden being left in that church, and although he's barricaded in, will they follow the sanctity of the church or will they see Alden being there as somehow defiling it? I wonder if if it is a safe space and therefore something will stop them from visiting some kind of Old Testament style retribution on Alden. But to go back to Father Gabe, what I really liked was he sat there and he needs to get up and he uses his shotgun as leverage to stand up. And then we still see he's still got this rifle, like he's so talled up that almost kind of a one-man army of God, (laughs) although God is nowhere, of
1: course. He's not there anymore. Yeah. He's certainly much more capable than than he was when we first (laughs) met him. And yeah, I I do wonder what's next for Gabriel. Is he going to go on this killing spree? Is he going to single-handedly take down the the Reapers? There's got to be a a conflict coming between between the, the Reapers, who we know have this kind of religious aspect to them and father gabriel maybe he'll be like c-3po in
2: return of the jedi where the ewoks all think he's a god maybe the reapers will all start to worship father Gabe. could be
1: any other bits you want to pick up on before we go into talking about the sweepstakes scores i quite liked the feeling of hope returning to alexandria as they brought the horses back in through the gates and then shortly after, Magna asks Carol to stop giving Kelly false hope in terms of the search for Connie. And a nice little reminder, actually, that Connie is still out there
2: with Heath. Keith?
0: Heath! <laughs> the famous survivor of the apocalypse, Keith. Uh,
2: Connie's with Virgil. I was joking. Like, where, where is she? What's happened? We don't know. Although, on the rumors, she is going to appear in this season at some point.
1: I think so. I think we're, yeah. we're uh, due uh, a return of Connie. Once she's finished being at Eternal. I think one of the things
2: before we move on is, is just a shot that I absolutely adored. I mean, The Walking Dead come up with this a couple of times, well, quite often. But there's this shot, once Maggie and Negan are left alone, Negan's just smashed the head in using the crowbar of this walker. And you see this shot of Maggie looking at him and you see the crowbar and the blood dripping and they hold that for a moment. And I thought that was, I just thought that was a beautiful shot and really kind of, it was re- reminiscent of his bat having smashed Glenn in. It showed the kind of position she was in, but also, she, but there was also almost the kind of Western, that distance when you see the other cowboy, whatever. I mean, I, I just thought it was a really, really good image. And then obviously they, they move on together.
0: In this uneasy
1: alliance. Yeah. Yeah, I'm still very excited about what what is to come for... Maggie and Negan, as I am with Father Gabriel and perhaps less so with Alden. Lots of great storylines kind of being set up. We mentioned last week that we don't know where Jerry is or what he's doing. But it also occurred to me this episode, where is Luke? I guess he's at Oceanside, loved up. But we haven't heard from Luke or had any mention of him at all in quite some time.
2: And there's also not been any mention of Jerry. Like you would expect, now we're back at Alexandria, I mean, come on, a a little cameo of him doing something goofy or funny but nothing uh, that was disappointing is he maybe on a tv show somewhere else i mean they've got him in the he- in the main credits as a main actor we've
1: not seen him yet in the first three episodes maybe he's at hilltop trying to trying to fix hilltop maybe he's looking after that crew who knows anyway let's look at our sweepstakes scores do we have to <laughs> yeah, I think, I think we probably... Yeah, we, of course we must. Wait,
0: I, I thought this week didn't count. I thought this was just like a practice <laughs> week and...
1: It's double points this week, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so, Neil, you went first and you had Maggie as your killer and I made it a total of four kills for Maggie in this episode, but I didn't include that reaper going down the stairs. Also,
2: what at least one of her kills
1: was a human kill. Duncan. Yeah, Duncan. So you get two points for a human <laughs> kill, don't you? That's right. Two points yeah. for Duncan. There was one walker in the stairwell, and there was another walker later on. Oh, she made four points rather than four kills. Got you. Four points, yeah. So the, the walker, went, when Agatha was being attacked, she killed the walker.
2: Hold on, she, mm, I suppose, I was going to say the walker that had Alden, um, and she threw the knife.
1: Oh, yes, Well,
0: well we don't know he's dead, right?
1: No, there was a walker holding Alden. I think I think that's right. Oh, think yeah, right. Okay. Yep. No, not not the one
2: that went down the staircase. I I, I admit, so, but then again, that's human because it's not a walker; it's a reaper.
1: Oh no, hang on a minute. They both left. Yeah, that's what I not, was. Not saying. the one with the she. She got a knife in his back. Yeah, after the knife went in the back, he threw the stun grenades back. And then I assume he picked up the other guy. Off they went.
0: Yeah, I think okay, so.
1: Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. So I think it's four, four points for Macius killer. Anyway, you also picked up a death and that you had predicted Alden and Duncan. I mean, very close to getting two deaths mm-hmm. in the So it's nine points for you uh, this week. Well done, mm-hmm. Neil. Me next, I predicted Carol as killer. I mean, do I get points for the horse? Half a point, surely, for the horse. I
0: think we decided there was no points for animals because I, I definitely queried this a season or so ago.
1: Yeah. But I did get a cold death um my other death is father gabriel who survived so it's five points for me Hooray. Hooray. and then daryl uh, sorry damien uh you predicted daryl as your killer and frost and father gabriel as your death so it's it's nil Poi for you this week <laughs> and that makes our updated scores then we have a new leader neil is now on 30 points Oof. um uh, five points ahead of Damien on 25, and I am on 16. So uh, the gap between me and the first place is still pretty large, but it hasn't got any bigger. It's the same as it was between me and Damien last week. Anyway, still lots to pay for, five more weeks, and I think I get to predict first for this next episode, which hopefully will mean some more points coming my way.
0: I think you've got the monopoly on this next
1: episode, yes. mate. Should we do our predictions then for episode four?
0: Absolutely. Would you be so kind as to read out the synopsis for the next episode?
1: I would indeed. Can you hear Margot scratching on the rug? Yeah. I think we just have to deal with that. Yeah. So season 11, episode four is called Rendition. And the synopsis goes, Daryl and Dog get captured by the Reapers. They are taken to the Meridian and reconnect with a familiar figure from their past. Which leads me to believe that we might be seeing Leah, the only really significant character from both Daryl and Dog's past. So I am going to predict, rather predictably, Daryl as my killer. I'm not sure that any of them are going to die, but I'm going to go with Dog to die.
0: Heartbreak. Absolute heartbreak. So I am obviously going to go for Leah as my killer and although I don't think she's going to die because I think there's going to be a love triangle between her and Connie, I'm still going to say Leah's my death.
1: Damn. We don't know. There could be like a B storyline in this episode. Like it's clearly about Darren and Dog, but there may be other characters involved. We just don't know. Uh, I'm going to go for Maggie
2: as my killer again. She's done me well so far. They're doing the Reapers. I think that storyline will keep going. Not sure we'll go back to the Commonwealth just yet. So, yeah, I'm going to go Maggie for killer. And then for death, I'm going to go for Elijah.
0: Oh, that was not going to be my second.
1: Yeah, very good shout there. So we've all picked sort of non cast slash supporting characters. So we, we all have to pick someone from the main cast now for our second death. Yeah, I'm going to go with Alden. I don't think we'll see him, but... I'm going to go with
0: Alden. Oh, man, I really don't know. Who else disappeared in the Raver attack? What happened? So I'm trying to think who we've got left. So obviously Daryl ran off with Dog. Maggie ran off and then found Negan and Alden. And we found all the rest of her gang. So I'm going to go with, oh, I have to pick a main character, don't I? So I, I can't say Frost. <sighs> yeah, I'll go Alden as well then.
2: I'm going to go Alden as well. That way we either all get that death or none of us do. You weren't tempted to go for Father Gabriel. I was, but I honestly think Father Gabriel's going to have a lot. And maybe his faith in God is restored through his experience with the Reapers. But I think that line, God isn't here anymore. He's got at least a couple of episodes to go, I, I think.
0: Guaranteed that Father Gabe is facing off with Pope guaranteed
1: yeah ah that brings us to the end of our walking dead season 11 episode 3 review thank you very much for listening do get in touch and let us know what you thought of the episode and whether you've got any sweepstake of death predictions you can do that on the socials you can
0: help us out with some of our predictions i've obviously lost my touch and you can do so at tv pod on instagram and twitter Uh, If you put TV space DNA in the search bar of Facebook, you'll find us there. Or should you so wish to send us an email, you can do so at tvdnapod at gmail.com.
1: Thanks, everyone. We'll be back. Nay!
2: Until next time. Bye! Done? Done. I quite enjoyed
0: that nay at the end, Adam. Mm. I think it's just, as we always see, that Maggie's not really much of a team player when all's said and done.
2: You mean Carol?
0: Sorry, totally. I mean, Maggie is, is the epitome of a team player, isn't she? Yes. And she's like, oh, yeah. So I, I just went off looking for horses with Maggie.
2: Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh. He'll come staggering out as a walker. Oh, I think it's you so clear, isn't it? <laughs> I couldn't remember the girl's name. Oh.